0: Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, everybody. This is Kira Gladney, the host for Charity Movement Podcast, Mask Off, Charity Movement Podcast, okay? And as you can see, I have somebody here with me. Um, this is Tiana, my sister friend, who is a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, just an all-around amazing woman. She is so active in her children's lives and her church's lives and her father's lives and the people around her lives. We'll talk about, you know, a lot of that, a lot more of that, but she is like one of the first young mothers I knew who just, in my opinion, like we're just the epitome of what being a great mom looks like. (laughs) Oh, we're not, (laughs) we're not. So, um, yeah. Welcome to the Charity Movement Podcast. Thank you for having me. You are so (laughs) welcome. So April is so important because it is Autism Awareness Month. And I really wanted to feature Tiana, not just because she's my friend, not just because I think that she has an awesome organization, but I also think that it's very impactful to encourage our community and educate them about what autism is and how to um, treat and how to love a child with autism. So the first question I have for you, Tiana, is who is Tiana? What are three adjectives that you can kind of give to describe who you are? I am a wife. Okay. (laughs) I am
1: a PK. Um, Shout out to my daddy. (laughs) Uh, And I am a mother of two beautiful boys, ages eight and six.
0: Okay. And how is it? Like, I know I have two boys but how is it having two boys that are eight and six how is that dynamic
1: it's crazy <laughs> it's a lot uh my boys uh I love them dearly but they, they definitely keep me moving um I, I would say they, they run my house <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know but they're good they're they're well mannered they're you know they're good kids but they're boys you know so they're very Absolutely. very very active
0: very very yes. much so and yes. we and we're here for it we, we, <laughs> we appreciate that activeness okay so how what does a day in your life looks like like how does that day go for you okay um so wake up uh you know i
1: try to wake up a little earlier than the boys so i wake up around six
0: okay
1: um get the boys up and fed and off to school uh wake the boys wake up around seven uh, they both get hot breakfast every day. They have to. My kids, I don't know what happened. I don't know how this <laughs> happened, but somehow my kids don't eat cereal. What? <laughs> you know, every day they have, to, like, especially Levi, uh, he has to have his cinnamon raisin toast, his bacon, his um, Not
0: bacon.
1: vitamins, okay. his fruit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not bacon. Yes. It, and it has to be a certain type of bacon. Yeah, we'll get more into that (laughs) later. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, they get hot breakfast every day. Um, And uh, so get them off to school. And then after that, um, I'm either subbing at the school or if I'm working from home, I'm working on Feed the Need. um, Or I'm doing something at the church. And then uh, I may get a little bit of of time to myself, maybe. And then I pick them up. And after that, it's either to therapy or to a sport event or something and then if it's a church night we have church and then we come home and baths in bed
0: Whoa! so not too bad not too bad not too bad wow okay so you do have breakfast every day every day like toast like every day baking
1: every day yeah every day Ooh. now I'm, they're they're getting older now so you know levi can put his own toast in the toaster mm-hmm. and Caleb um he likes instant oatmeal now okay thank god
0: okay that's good so
1: he'll put that in the microwave that's so good and yeah. you know,
0: teach them some independent skills. Mm-hmm. yep so. okay so tell us about because you because you said that other than substitute teaching you work on feed the need what is feed the need so feed the need is uh, my
1: nonprofit organization um it started in august of 2021 um it is our goal is to build a facility uh, here in southeast southeastern Michigan um, that serves the entire family that uh, is affected by autism and other uh, disabilities. So, you know, families with cerebral palsy or uh, fetal alcohol syndrome or anything, um, it's a safe haven for everyone from the caretakers, the young adults, the teens, and the children.
0: So why or how did you come up with that idea? Well,
1: as you know, uh, we... Um, are well, still in the midst of this pandemic. Um, when everything was shut down in 2020, um, you know, not only were you know like restaurants shut down or churches, but um, therapy centers were shut down. Um, so I know for my son, he was no longer receiving or they they tried to give him speech and occupational therapy um, over the computer that didn't work out too well. Mm-hmm. So we had to discontinue those services. So and not only that, But because of the mask mandates, um, Levi has a a, a, like a sensory processing disorder on top of his autism. So he could not tolerate wearing a mask. So a lot of the fun places he couldn't go. So, um, you know, I was just talking to Levi's teachers who were great throughout this whole pandemic. Like they came and read stories to him. They did. They went above and beyond. But in talking to them, they, uh, you know, encouraged me to reach out to some of the other parents. And uh, through just talking with the other parents, we decided, like, we have to do something. We have to do something. Because pandemic or not, this is not acceptable Yeah, for the families to have no outlet. So uh, we just wanted to create a safe space for everyone, you know, to be able to come. You know, Like I said, pandemic or not, um, just a, a safe place for people to let loose, um, whether it's through counseling sessions or... Whether it's just letting your kids run around and play while you sit there and drink coffee and, yeah. you know, know that they're safe, yeah. you know. So and then especially uh, like the teenagers and the young adults, you know, what what about them? You yeah. know, a place where they can come together and socialize and build on their social skills.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing. And the, and the fact that you guys didn't just sit and have the conversation but you you actually start implementing that change i think that's really amazing so how did you find out about um levi having autism
1: okay um so levi um so he developed he he developed normally you know for you know his one-year checkup fine um sometime between his 18 month and his 24 month checkup, he it was literally like overnight. He went to bed one night, woke up the next day and just wasn't talking. And uh my uh background's in early childhood education. So um I'm like, okay, what what's going on here? Yeah. So I immediately took him to the doctor and, you know, physically everything was fine. Um but he just wasn't talking. But the and but after he stopped talking, he we um noticed that he stopped um, giving eye contact, um, certain things, like he had food aversions. He didn't want to eat certain foods anymore. Um, his sleep, just, it was terrible. He wouldn't sleep. Uh, so it was just very, very rough. And it took about um, maybe about a year, year and a half of testing um, before we got the diagnosis of autism and sensory processing disorder.
0: Okay. And how did you, as well as your husband, how did, how did that work? Like, how did you guys (laughs) receive that?
1: Well, for me, um, because I had that background, um, I kind of saw it coming. I I saw the diagnosis coming. Um, It was still tough. Yeah. You know, because you have a vision of what your child's life is going to be like, what your family life is going to be like. then you receive a diagnosis like that and you're like, (laughs) what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, but I came to terms with it a lot quicker than my husband did. Um, now he, you know, he never stopped being a a great father or anything like that. But, um, you know, even to this day, you know, sometimes it's hard for him to, to, um, really try to change his mindset around what he should be doing with his eight-year-old son or what he felt like he should be doing with his eight-year-old son and what life is now. So I feel like for him, it's definitely harder on him because that's his boy. That's his firstborn son. Yeah. You know, and now instead of taking him to, um, you know, he's eight years old, he would be able to play football <laughs> instead of taking him to football. We're taking him to speech therapy. So uh, it took a toll on on both of us mentally. Uh, it took a toll on our marriage because we definitely had to readjust. Um, you know, for a while I had to stop working and uh, he felt the burden because he had to work extra because we were young at the time. He wasn't even on salary or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, it it was a lot. It was a lot. It still is a lot, but God is good. Um, we've come a long way.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what would you tell, or what advice would you tell a married couple who might've gotten that diagnosis as you have? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of prepare them as a, a unit to um Deal with you know having a child having an autism diagnosis well the first
1: thing I would say is don't blame yourself. Um, you know God has the final say um, but also do what you would do as a parent anyways it doesn't change it may change what you what you' what you envisioned, but it doesn't change what you do, regardless you're going to do your best for your kid. you're going to love your kid, you're going to set them up with the best, um, you're going to continue to push them and push yourself to do what needs to be done to enable them you know, a, su- a successful life. Um, autism is not a death sentence. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not the beginning of the end, you know. Um, it just means your journey is gonna look a lot different than what you envisioned. So as a married, married couple, you know, give yourself grace give your spouse grace. And uh, just be open and honest with every single step.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's amazing advice. And I I also love the fact that you you keep driving it home that just because you have a vision of what your life is going to look like, just because you have a vision of what your marriage or what your child is going to look like, that doesn't mean that that'll be your reality. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that God is any less good than he's always been. So um, if you can expound on this question that I have is when you got that diagnosis, when you started seeing, you know, just the difficulty within your marriage, did you ever have an instant where you looked at like, God, why are you doing this to me?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. All the time. How did, how did you come out of that? Because a lot of times women or men, they can get there and they find it very difficult to get out.
1: Well, honestly, so it's Levi was diagnosed at three. He's about to turn nine. I didn't um, really come out of that till Feed the Need was birthed. I had to, you know, I I kept saying, God, why? Why? What? Why? (laughs) You know, why me? What did I do? You know, um. And I just really had to get to the point because everything was stripped away, right? You know, the um, the world was shut down. Yeah. I didn't have an outlet. My kid didn't have an outlet. So, um, you know, rather than go back to, you know, a dark place, because I, I did deal with postpartum depression. So instead of going back to that dark place, um, I had to, I just kept asking God, why, why, why? And I just, I feel like he gave me a purpose. Because um, I was asked the question if Levi never had autism, would you have started Feed the Need? I'm not sure if I, I would have. I'm not sure if I would have ever really had that interest. Like, I've, I've worked in early childhood um, education, I've had the experience with children, um, with special needs children, and I loved it. You know, I, I've always had the heart for it. But what I have had, uh, what that have been my what i would I have accepted that as my assignment, yeah, if you know it didn't hit me right there in the heart, you know, yeah, so um, you know, there are still some days where I'm just like, oh gosh, this is so hard, <laughs> you know, like just to be honest, like, God, this sucks, what is this, you know, but um, I turn you know the pain into purpose,
0: so yeah, I love that, I love that, and actually. I thought it was very interesting that you brought up how the person asked you that question, because when, um when Bernard and I had the pregnancy loss in 2020 mm. and Tiana was there, Tiana was all hands on deck. Um, someone asked me and was like, you know, would you have this much passion for mothers and for families and for women who have, Um, Suffered grief and loss If you had never known what it felt like Hmm. And that (laughs) When people first ask you Questions like that it makes me mad Because it's like so are you saying that I would lack the empathy Necessary Mm -hmm. to understand What someone else goes through But um, When I was talking to God about it because I was mad After they asked me that question um, The scripture came to mind about How Jesus felt all of our Infirmity Mm. So, of course, he understands what our pain feels like because he went through it, too. Right. And I could, you know, I could preach to a ton of people about how great Jesus is or how much of a healer he is and all those things. But if I never was sick, I never would know the impact right. of what his healing felt like. Right. And so I think it's amazing that you take the experience and the hardship and the pain and, the, you know, not understanding why and you've turned it into something that is going to help so many people so many families so many children their lives are going to change because you're feeding their need that's that's the goal (laughs) how did you come up with the name
1: uh you know that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) i really don't remember how we came up with that name i feel like it was a conversation between me and my husband um you know, you know needs need to be met, and, and you know I've heard feed the need before, as far as like food pantries and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm tr- I really don't remember how exactly we came up with this. But if when it when it hit, it like it fit, like yes, yeah. feed these need. You know, they say special needs, mm-hmm. we'll feed that need. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense. So
0: come on, we don't know where it came uh, from, but it, dropped. it, it dropped. And we thank you. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> Okay, so it seems that, like you said, you had a history in um childhood education. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you have this this spirit of kind of servitude because you don't just serve in you know the community. you don't just serve as your job, you don't just serve at your house, you serve at church, you serve wherever you're asked. So why is that so important? Uh, i've that's how I was raised. You
1: know, um, my father is a great example. You know, he's done some of everything, you know, from, uh, in church, you know, working soundboard, Sunday school, um, deacon, and he's done some of everything. And even, um, in the community, you know, he, he's, you know, done volunteer, you know, he's helped out with, uh, the football, the wrestling. Um, he's, it's, so it's just in me. And, uh, for me, when I was going through, um, some of the you know darker times of my life serving is what kept me up kept me alive serving is what kept me afloat um so yeah i just i just love to serve god's people it's not it's, it's not you know for the accolades or anything it's just knowing that um i can help somebody just knowing that i can help somebody you know it just makes me feel good you know? yeah it gives me purpose
0: yeah so yeah. So, what is your vision for this year?
1: Okay, that's a good question. So, first off, I was just trying to survive this year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Levi just got back into his speech in OT. So, now that he's stable, um, a lot of my energy is going into feed the need. I would really love to um, have a building um, and start to have, I want to actually start with caretaker support groups. Um, you know, a lot of people think that, um, well, you know, a lot of people have asked me like, when are you going to open it up for the kids? Which is fine. Which is fine. I do want to open things up for the children, but, you know, I want to start from the top down. So okay. the caretakers and the, um, the young adults, you know, those that were really kind of lost in the shuffle of the pandemic yeah um so I would love to start doing the caretaker support groups and so we're looking for a facility right now I have a really good team I have a really good team I have a therapist on or a counselor on our team a special education teacher um, a caretaker um, a preschool uh, director and I'm looking for um, a person either with autism or another disability that can give us you know, their perspective on things. Because wow. that's one of the things too, like, you know, um, you know, I was recently at a co- an autism conference and one of the, somebody said, you know, we don't always want the teachers or the professionals to speak for the community. Let's have somebody from the community speak for the community. Yeah. So, yeah, so just praying that things really work out, you know, with us bringing this facility to to the community.
0: yeah. I think that's amazing. I think that your desire to do this, I think that God is definitely going to honor it. I think that he is going to feed your need as you feed the need. I am excited (laughs) about that. Okay. So how can our audience, how can the people that are listening, how can they support you?
1: Alrighty. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, so this is autism awareness month Mm -hmm. and, um, this month, we are working with the Detroit Cookie Company. Mm-hmm. Um, they have three locations, one in Grand Rapids, one in Ferndale, and one in Ann Arbor. And they are actually selling a blue moon cookie. And um, blue is known in some com- some of the autism communities as the color for autism, okay. uh, depending on you know what organization you support. But they're selling a blue moon cookie. And for the whole month, we get... Uh, I believe it's 20% of the proceeds for every cookie sold. Um, So you can purchase a cookie, at Detroit cookie company. Um, You can also find us at feedtheneedautism.org or find us on our Facebook, Feed the Need Autism. And, um, you know, we are collecting donations, you know, so we can build our facility. So, and just, if you don't have anything to give, then spread the word, you know, because we want to impact as many people as possible.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, everybody needs to give some money. Amen. Um. Charity Movement will be making a donation. OK, Aww. so make sure that everyone goes to buy some cookies. Everybody likes eating cookies. I don't know. And they're really good, too. OK, so yeah. go get you a nice cookie from one of those three locations. Tell somebody else that you know um, to follow them on Facebook as well as visiting their website. Can they give on the website as well? They can. There you go. Y'all don't have any excuse, okay? And None. if you want to give them some money in person, find her at somebody's church usher, okay? <laughs> Just drop a 20 or something on I mean, her lap. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Tiana, thank you so much. Thank you for, for being me. a part of this episode. I really appreciate you standing up. I know this is so the funny thing no. is, this <laughs> is so far out of your comfort this zone. This is so far out of my comfort zone. And I'm so excited that you are I almost said no. <laughs> about the episode so, <laughs> i'm saying um, th- tiana is the type of person that does not like a ton of spotlight on her so isn't it like god <laughs> to display her in this way to be a spokesperson to be I an know. example for um autism awareness and to have this organization i think that's, that's so- all god it's not me (laughs) and it also says that she's obedient and that she will be obedient to what god is doing for her so i appreciate you for all that you're doing with this organization i'm so excited for what's going to happen this year um i am so pleased with all that you are doing oh my gosh Um, so yes, everybody, please go visit that website. Please go donate. I will definitely add all of those details in the description box for YouTube and for the audio podcast. Um, I love you guys. Make sure to like, share and to subscribe. Um, make sure you guys give them some money. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. And remember that the only one stopping you is you. See you soon.